you first have to determine what are your goals? Who are you trying to reach? And then what's your budget? And, and budget meaning time and money. How much time and money do you have to put into it? The hard and fast rule that I recommend is to just keep continuously creating excellent content and trying to serve your audience and be there for them. Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day. I'm a long-term care financial specialist. What that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care. Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. But first, a quick shout out to our sponsor, Sniff Marketing. If you service the nursing home industry, we can help you attract the decision maker's attention on LinkedIn to showcase why they should work with you. To learn more about this and other podcast opportunities, email me at shmuel, that's S-H-M-U-E-L, at snfmarketing.com. And now to today's episode with Wendy Margolin of Sparker Marketing. Welcome to another live recording, the podcast that discusses in simple terms, in plain speak, if you will, some of the intricacies of the nursing home world in, uh, and even the healthcare world in general. And we bring you guests and experts that talk about their specific areas of expertise. So today, uh, to discuss something very, very misunderstood across all industries, and that is, and something that's very relevant. Uh, today, when we have less face-to-face um, interactions, as a concept of content marketing and more specifically social media marketing, and what does that mean to the healthcare space? So today's guest um, is Wendy Margolin. Wendy is the owner of Sparker Marketing, a company that helps health and wellness experts stand out online with effective content marketing. So Wendy, welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me, Shmuel. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to share with us uh, your expertise in this field. I want to jump right in. There's a When someone comes and they ask, we need help with social media for our nursing home. We need help with social media for our um, physician's office, healthcare facility, or really any company, can you help us? Actually, usually the first question is, how much do you charge, <laughs> right? You go exactly. What's it going to cost me to go and take care of this problem? So I always ask them right away is, why do you want to have a social media presence at all? And I don't let up on this question because I find that they many times they don't know why. They just, they're convinced by a collection of random um, events, incidents, interactions they have with their peers that they need to. So how do you deal with this issue with your clients? And uh, what is your position on this? Right. Well, I would totally agree with you that it's really important to figure out what is your goal on social media. I think people just assume that they need to be on it. And I would agree if you have a business, you do need to be on the channel that your audience is hanging out. So it's really the public um, forum, the public space, and you do need to be there. But it's important, like you're saying, to know why do you even want to do it? And then from there, you can figure out 
a plan, a strategy, which channels you should be on, how often do you need to post, what kind of posts, who's your audience. It's not enough to just just put something out there anymore when, when like you're saying, everybody is on it. So the assumption is that you do have to be there, but because everybody's got that same assumption, it's really important that you understand your goals so that you make the most of this opportunity and that you're not wasting money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, money and any other resources that are involved um, in doing this. So you touched on this briefly uh, just now, and that for, for a lot of people, I don't want to put any ages here, but the, it, it, for a lot of people, they understand social media almost as magic. We know stories of kids who became millionaires. Uh, a little shout out to Mr. Beast. I just saw a study on him. I think that he's the first self-made YouTube billionaire. And for people who might not be familiar with it, well, first of all, my kids are crazy about it. So I have a look at it. Honestly, never watched any of the episodes. But they think of it like it's magic. You can sit right. there in your pajamas at home and do things that are fun, do things that are maybe even crazy, and really just being yourself and doing it like that particular example and in a way that's entertaining, very broad appeal and earn yourself money, you know, way more money than people who are sweating it out and building companies and businesses. It almost sounds like it's not fair. So my take on this is I I think that there are business owners that almost look at social media for them as magic as long as we don't need it. So we're not going to do it. Um, The moment we're convinced that we need to do it, First of all, A, we can't do it ourselves. We need someone else to do it. And we want someone in those magic buttons. So, and if it's all it is, is a button. So why should I hire uh, a person to do this? Why can't I have, um, why can't I hire outsource it somewhere? Or yeah, my receptionist does our social media. Um, right. Because that's just very clearly not understanding the benefit. It doesn't mean a receptionist can never do social media. There might be times when they can. That's a basic misunderstanding of, of its use. So let's talk specifically for nursing homes. So if you have an, a nursing home, they want to do well online, let's start with the goals. What is the measurable goal that a nursing home can expect from a successful social media campaign and how long should that take? Right. Okay. So that these are you just brought up so many points. Yeah. Um, can I first address the one that you were saying about it being magic? Yes, I think it it pertains to your second point or your second question. So regarding it being magic, I always want to know, well, so how many people out there who tried to be an influencer never made it, right? There are so many more and you just don't hear about them by the nature of the fact that they never became the influencer. So for every person that did become viral and huge, those people, they there's just a myriad of other people who never made it. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to get a lot of traction, but it really is a long road. And I think part of the reason people think that there's magic when you come to um, like a nursing home operator and they, they just want boom, lots of fast followers and high engagement, like they're seeing from their competition. So I always tell people that social media marketing and content marketing in general, it's a long road. It's a continuous process of putting out excellent content. And sometimes what you think is going to be fantastic, it 
it just flops. And sometimes something that you didn't expect to be outstanding is the one that people really relate to. So it's a process of putting it out there, paying attention to your audience, seeing what they like, trying to do more of that. And it definitely takes a lot of time. There's someone I follow on LinkedIn, Liz Willits, and she does a great job and she puts a lot of content out there. And she once did a post where she said, I did 30 posts this month, one went viral. Now, all of her posts were good, but one went viral. So it's it's really, a it's not magic. And, and you can do your best to um, analyze the data and then try and replicate it. But it, but the the hard and fast rule that I recommend is to just keep continuously creating excellent content and trying to serve your audience and be there for them, and that's that's really the process. So it's Got definitely it. not magic. Okay. But yeah. now, so first, thank you for that. I appreciate it. It could help uh, dispel some of the myths. And that's a good point that for every for every hundred thousand people who tried, you have you know just a couple of. YouTube sensations and the same thing on any other platform. Right. So just because the nursing home company down the block or the physician down the block is doing really well and they're getting business from their social doesn't mean that it'll happen to you. And certainly doesn't mean it can happen overnight. Now, the, the next one is what, what should, let's talk nursing homes specific. This is the nursing yeah. home podcast. Why not? We both have nursing home experience. Let's, what what should a nursing home expect from a good social media uh, uh, strategy? Right. Okay. So great question. It's going to depend on the company and how long they've been around. So if okay. they've been around for a long time, they're fortunate to probably already have, meaning how long they've been around on social media. Okay. So it's a different game getting started today. It's harder to get followers. It's harder to get engagement. It's harder to get seen. You have to spend more money depending on the platform. So you have to have different expectations depending on if you're starting out now versus if you got started five years ago doing this. So that said, you have to consider what are your goals? Who is your audience? Is your audience um, and is it on LinkedIn that you're trying to recruit? Is it that you're trying to reach the children of potential residents? So is is their age, you know, um, 40s and 50s? Are you trying to reach um, the actual residents? Are you trying to reach all three? So you first have to determine what are your goals? Who are you trying to reach? And then what's your budget? And And budget meaning time and money. How much time and money do you have to put into it? And then you can start to gauge how much you can get out of it. You can put up three posts a week and you can expect to get this much engagement or this many followers. You can put up 14 posts a week. You know, so there's not a hard and fast rule. What I recommend is that you are consistent, that you have a plan, that you are working, looking at what works and what doesn't work and you're looking to improve it. You know, and then ideally you're putting up a lot of content and you're trying to reach all the audiences and you have some money to put into ads, especially if you're trying to reach an audience on Facebook, which I do recommend um, if you're trying to reach the residents age, especially mm -hmm. potential residents. So 
It really depends, but it, it's going to depend on your, your capability. And then from there, you can determine, okay, what are realistic expectations given our budget and our time? Got it. Got it. So for, first of all, thank you for that very full um, answer. So you, you touched on a, on a couple of points there, but one thing you t- touched upon is what, what are you trying to accomplish with your social media engagement? So is it, are you trying to recruit people? Are you trying to reach the adult decision-making children? Are you trying to reach the residents themselves, broaden it? Are you trying to reach potential vendors to do business with, trying to reach uh, government regulators, hospital administrators, uh, case managers in the local hospitals, general people in the community uh, to build your brand awareness? And each one of those people, and a, a lot of those people may be the same, right? You could have a adult decision maker that also you know, has a position in the community or whatever, but they may not all speak the same way. They may not all hang out in the same place, um, and they they may not they may not all be, need to be spoken to the same way. And the messaging might be different. So then it's a matter of prioritizing who what's most important. And most people tell you heads in the bed. As crass as that sounds, that's what's critical. And unfortunately, right now, you know, many 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 facilities are suffering tremendously from census. So uh, right. where are those where are those residents now? They may not realize that if you have a bad reputation in the community, that might be part of the reason why you're not getting it. If the hospital administration doesn't know that you exist, that you may not even have you know, a, a funnel um, available from you know, wherever it is, another potential referral stream. But the point is you have to know, it's having clear goals um, and knowing exactly what you want to accomplish and then finding out where they are, you know, obviously is critical. But on a, another point you mentioned is advertising. Mm-hmm. This is something that that I I haven't done too much with, besides for paid ads like Google ads, um, you know, to drive traffic directly to a website. But from a social media content, is there a time yeah. when you would pay to promote a certain particular piece of content, and on which platforms do you think that makes more sense? Yeah, good question. So. Right now, especially Facebook is pay to play. (laughs) So it used to be that you could put up some smiling residents or smiling staff and you would get likes and comments and shares and engagement, all of the above. So I started working in social media marketing in 07, if you can believe that. So in 07, literally anything you put up, it, it just went. There, you didn't really have to have a strategy. It didn't have to be a great content. People just saw it, but now it's super saturated. And currently when we're recording this, so we just finished the election, but there's still a lot of, of um, stories and that's still affecting social media. Instagram, for example, has no hashtag search because of still the election. Um, they're trying to avoid disinformation being put out there. So you can't search hashtags currently on Instagram. So there's a lot of content still from the election and we're now in the holiday season. So it is a really hard time to, to um, be found on Facebook, especially for anybody, for pages and for people. So a a lot of people's content is um, they're getting lower engagement rates and more expensive ads. So that's right now, but I would say um, that in in general, this started, uh, I believe it was 2018, 
Mark Zuckerberg came out with a big announcement about Facebook and about how they were going to prioritize um, really the engagement. So conversations back and forth, making it a very social place. So if you're not getting people chatting back and forth in your comments, like a lot of what you see on LinkedIn, if you're not having that happen on your Facebook post, then it just doesn't really get seen. And it's hard. It's hard to always create content that's going to get a lot of comments. You know, if you just put up a motivational quote, which a lot of businesses will do, people aren't going to chat back and forth about the quote. Right. You're lucky so if they stop the scroll to even notice it. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to get um, that that chatter back and forth. And so, wait, hold pages, on, but why is it harder yeah. to do that on Facebook than on LinkedIn? Because on LinkedIn, it doesn't seem to be as difficult. Yeah. So I would liken it to. On LinkedIn, you are mostly posting when you post as yourself, so you can get a lot of conversation. But a brand, it is a little bit harder to get as much conversation. And also, sure. the um, platforms themselves don't prioritize the businesses as much as the people. Which makes sense. So, it's a social platform, right? Yeah, Nike, exactly. Is not a person, it's right? meant Whatever to be people, X right. Healthcare center X yeah. is not a person. Exactly. So it's you more see like it's a on static LinkedIn website too. almost. Right. Yeah. But Facebook, it, it, the lines are, are clearer between people and brands. So, for example, Facebook is the only platform of my three where my personal page is really still my personal page. I don't mix it with business. And a, a lot of people are similar to that. Whereas in LinkedIn, your personal page is your business. So, you know, it's a very gray area. So the nature of Facebook right now is you have to pay to play. So I, I back to your original question, which is what kind of posts would you, um, on Facebook, it's called boost, but you go into the ad manager and create ads out of, out of existing content or you create your own content for ads. And so I definitely recommend for, um, nursing homes that are trying to, fill staff positions that's a great kind of content so there you can post jobs people can apply directly to jobs on facebook and that's a that's been pretty successful with the companies that i work with because nurses and cnas and um and a lot of the dietary staff these people are on facebook so they can apply right there it makes it very easy similar to linkedin but those staff members aren't always on linkedin more mm -hmm. the admin that's on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, the the nursing staff that those positions with higher turnover, they're on Facebook. So boosting those kinds of things. And um, anytime that my client invests time and money into a piece of content, so something on the website, like a blog, or um, some helpful information where they spent more time to get that on there. So that kind of thing as well, I would turn into an ad. So tell me the difference uh, in, on engagement levels, let's say you have a nursing facility, they created a cute video or something that they think uh, their target should see. Mm -hmm. um, if you post it um, organically, what could the engagement look like? And then with the boost, what could the engagement look like? Yeah, so it really depends on on that, <laughs> on their, so there's so many factors. That's why you really have to just work on it and see what's working for you. I'll give you an example. If you are, if, if you consistently have engaging content and then you put up a great video, your 
your, your video is going to be even more engaging than someone else who puts up the exact same great video, but hasn't okay. up until that point had great content okay. or a lot of sense. engagement. So it's a challenge. So there's not like a hard and fast. I can't say to you, oh, you'll have this percent versus this percent. But what I can say is that when you um, put up a video, um, you can't, if you get a few comments on there, so it'll pretty much, that's it. Like it won't live very long showing up in people's feeds. The The phenomenon of seeing someone's LinkedIn post from a few days ago show up in your feed because it's getting a lot of comments does not happen <laughs> on mm -hmm. Facebook. So you can um, put that up and it'll get whatever it gets on you know those few hours. But if you want that to continue to be shown and to get more engagement, you can um, put a little money behind it. It depends on your goal. There's all these different strategies. So um, right now, like a good engagement price would be like four cents um, a, 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 an engagement. So just mm -hmm. also an engagement would be like a click, a like, a comment, a share, or something like that. So four cents per um, per engagement would be a really good rate. And that you can, I mean, once you put it up, you, you get feedback right away, which is what I love about social media ads. You get feedback right away and you can say, oh, this is working. I'm going to put more money behind it. So you can start with like $10 and, and then move on to 2000, you know, just whatever you can figure that out quickly. Cool. So that's fascinating. Other platforms besides for Facebook. So we understand the right, let's just zoom out for a minute. First of all, thank you. That's very helpful. So on LinkedIn, we understand it's more for the professionals, administrators, for owners, maybe directors of nursing and some other levels like that who are looking at it, maybe potential vendors who are doing business with the facility um, is where more LinkedIn would be. And Facebook, we understand is for nurses, CNAs, dietary aids, maybe housekeeping, maintenance. Um, right. That's where that and world. Instagram. Oh, so that's my next now. question. That's my next question. How active should a nursing home be on Instagram and what are the specific goals that are realistic for them to accomplish Instagram? Yeah, good question. So Instagram is actually where more people are moving who are in the younger demographic. So the way I look at it is that um, your number one goal on Facebook, I would say, is reaching residents. They That age group is hanging out a lot on Facebook. If And if they have children like in their 50s and 60s, they're mostly on Facebook. Um, you're also going to find, so some of my clients have like some more rural communities and their staff is also mostly going to be on Facebook. Um, there are many, many people who have left Facebook. I think we're going to see that increasingly. I haven't seen current data, but I think we're going to see that in, um, increasingly because there's been frustration over, over the engagement that I mentioned where people's stuff isn't being seen. And also there was some frustration about the election or things like that. So but before any of that, people were already moving in droves to ex using Instagram over Facebook. So they're not necessarily shutting down their Facebook, but they're using Instagram. So for your um, audience who you're trying to recruit, Instagram is a great place to show highlight company culture. It's like one of my favorite things that I recommend for 
for, which it's hard, it's hard to get people to do this. And it's not something they really have the capability to do in the middle of a pandemic. But one of the things I love seeing from any company really, but healthcare, especially this is, is great for a nursing home is to have like an Instagram takeover where once a week, a different employee is takes over the stories and that person is showing the behind the scenes of what it's like to work in that company. Um, and there's well, you the a level of trust. Oh, well, so yes and no, because if you have a social media manager, which you should either someone that you are bringing in from the outside or someone that you have on your team, that person can actually still control what goes up on the story. So there's a way mm -hmm. to cheat about it. You can have the person create the stories on their personal Instagram, but they don't post it. They download it from their phone. They send it to you. You post it. So you still okay. can have control and you'll see this a lot with colleges. You'll see um, high schools that have to recruit, do this camps. So it's, it's fun for any place that has wants to showcase its company culture. And if you, if you make your place just look friendly, happy and fun to work, I mean, that's already going to move people in this industry where there's so much turnover and people are constantly having to recruit. Got it. Got it. So, the goal, uh, the goal for, um, for Instagram then is more company culture than anything else. Do you actually hire yeah. people directly from Instagram? No, <laughs> you can let them know you are hiring. So one of the challenges on Instagram is that you can't add links except for in your bio. So you could send people to your bio. It's not a great place to get website traffic until you have 10,000 followers. <laughs> And, and the most are, nursing homes are not going to have 10,000 followers. Right, you have to, right. You'd have to spend a lot of money if you were starting now to get 10,000. I mean, and you could, you definitely could. Yeah, but it's probably not worth it. Well, what are you going to gain by having 10,000 followers that you could swipe uh, up? So at $10,000, you get to swipe up. At 10,000 right. followers, you get to swipe up. Yeah. But the question is, why is that so important for the specific For you asked about recruitment. So it's not, it, it, you can't link to your indeed.com easily in a post, things like that. And it's not made to be um, a direct place to hire, but you could do things like asking inquiries, like um, stories about we're hiring. And then you could have a whole story about what it's like to work there. And that might be something you'd spend a, lot, a little bit more time on if you really needed like um, a number of staff members for nurses or CNAs in a certain facility. So you could let them know each position here's what's like and then what what will most likely happen is not that they would apply directly but they can engage with that content and when you see that then you could direct message back and forth and and then in the messages you could send them mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a website in order to apply right right okay amazing so so we covered linkedin facebook instagram any other places that's important for Industrial home or any other healthcare company to be present. So I, I think if you're building a really big brand, Twitter makes sense, but that's the only time that I recommend that is if you're trying to be an industry leader. So if you are, um, you know, so you Shmuel, you're, you're looking to be an industry, you are an industry leader with this podcast. So that would be another place that you could really spend a lot of time. The only reason I don't recommend it to um, the nursing home clients is that it's really, 
an ambitious project and it, it takes a lot of time and it needs to be someone internal who is is really invested in it. So it works best if you have like um, maybe the owner of the company or someone someone who is high up in the management who's really invested in becoming a um, like a well-known brand and, and spending the time doing the tweets. It's hard to replicate tweets for someone else on Twitter. Right. I mean, they could be scheduled out. You don't, you don't have to be sitting there, you know, 20 times oh, a day. Oh, absolutely. It should be scheduled out. out. Yeah. So it, it'll be scheduled out. But at the same time, for a regular nursing home, you're not going to get, uh, correct me if you're wrong, but you're not going to get a resident in the in a particular home based on your, even if you have an influencer that is uh, on Twitter, um, no one's going to, I don't think so. No one's going to choose no. their nursing home that no. way. But if you have a like a corporate entity and you have fifty nursing right. homes and you want to be a force to reckon with and you want you know you want to have influence with government policy and and uh, you know the Absolutely. part of public health you want people to know that you're a force to reckon with you know, that's where where it could make sense and right. You know, but what you find a lot of right. if you go to a facility that hasn't touched their social media in like ten or fifteen years, you'll find that they have Pinterest, Google Plus, right? Oh, Google and, Plus is gone. Yeah, but they still have, have the like, logo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then and they have Twitter because right. that's what was you know big when they started, and they haven't seen any results from any of it. They haven't touched many of them in years, but like it's just there. And I think right now it makes absolutely no sense for a regular nursing home to have that. But you're right. If someone's going to be an industry leader, and maybe right, maybe I should spend more a little bit more time <laughs> instead of just going uh, off that my LinkedIn posts. Most of them go to Twitter. And um, once in a while, I get some engagement there. Yeah. It's time for so me to I, take that. Right, right. I think that I think it's if you wanted to do it, I wouldn't say don't do it. I think you're someone who could. That said, I think there's there's a lot to be said for focusing on what is working and investing your time there, and not getting spread too thin. Can I share a quick story about that? Please do. So I just, I actually, it's um, top of mind because I shared it this morning on my LinkedIn. So I am, I love women's folk music and a little bit of country. So Dolly Parton got started 50 years ago in, um, in the sixties and in around 74. So 10 years, she had been in the business and she had created tons of songs, including like two of her most famous songs, Jolene and I will always love you. So at the time Elvis asked her if he could have, if he could play, I will always love you and have, he wanted half the rights to it. So she said, no, she actually told Elvis no, because he wanted half the rights and it took 20 more years, but she later had Whitney Houston actually sang that song in this movie, The Bodyguard. I'm aging myself. I don't know how old you are, but that was big um, in the nineties when I was in high school. And everybody knows that song. And and she like, you know, made bank on that song by not selling out. So I think that when it comes to content marketing in general and especially social media, it's really easy to get sidetracked on all the shiny things because it is like a treadmill. It is a non-stop process. There is always so much more you could do. You could spend the endless amount of time and money and 
what happens is you will get more out of it by spending that much more time and money. But what is really important is to keep in mind what, what should be focusing on and not get sidetracked and do those really well. And then if you end up having more time, more support, more staff, more money, then you can start to look at some of those other things. So for you, long story short, mm -hmm. or long story long, I would say keep focusing on LinkedIn while it's working and you're doing a great job there and you don't want to get spread thin. Got it. Got it. It's a good story. I did just see all uh, some sort of report um, on Dolly Parton yesterday. Really She's with all that over story. right now. <laughs> yeah. She is. And, um, and good for her. I mean, she's she's not a youngster and still going strong. You know, even yeah. even just a, a work ethic. She's not working because she has to work. She's working because she likes what she does. Um, and that goes to our other podcast, but that's for a different time. Um, <laughs> so uh, let me just pull, before we let you go here, let me just pull up one comment here from Betsy. It says, great to hear a podcast about nursing homes, marketing, and social media. Well, thank you, Betsy. Thanks, Betsy. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for weighing in. So, Wendy, I, I'm looking at the time now. It's uh, we've been doing this for <laughs> enough time that says it's time for us to close up already. Um, any final thoughts in closing, and then tell us how people are about you and what you do. Yeah. So, I just want to. I want to. I think we talked about a lot of things. We dove into ads, and we dove into which platform you should be on. So, definitely talked about a lot of different things, but I think the important thing that we really should emphasize is what we started with is that it's really important to have a plan. There's not one perfect plan that you absolutely have to go with. There are many marketing experts out there and they should come to you with a proven plan that's worked with other clients and a strategy. So I think that's really important that Either you have this on your own team or you bring it in from outside that you come up with a plan, you come up with a scheduler, like you were saying, so you're not trying to tweet every minute. You have people inside who can be your social media ambassadors. So people who are helping you get photos and information and you're focusing on the stories, you're focusing on engagement. And then when you're done with it all, you're locking it down. So that's actually, that's my strategy. I have a six step strategy. It's plan, it's P-S-A-S-E-L. So plan and schedule and ambassadors and then stories, engagement and lock down your apps when you're done. So everyone should have a strategy there and you should figure out what that is for your organization and plan ahead. And then it's a fun game. It's there. It's 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 an outstanding opportunity to be able to reach people where they're at. And so, rather of thinking it of something that's overwhelming and hard, just knowing that you can reach, you can get into your clients' pockets. Like you know, it's a really unusual opportunity yeah. where we are right now in um, entering twenty twenty one soon. So that's what I would recommend: is plan and strategy. Okay, amazing. Yeah. And where where can they go to learn more about it? I know that you have a course on this and uh, sure. some other things. So tell us a little bit more about that and where they can learn more about this. Yeah, thanks. So if you're watching this on LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course. And if you want to hear about my course where I'm going to be working with healthcare businesses to create content and plan their strategy for 2021, that is at my website. It's sparkermarketing.com, sparker, S-P-A-R-K-R.com. You can find that there. And I also just put up yesterday, I'm pretty psyched about it. It was 
a healthcare hashtag holiday calendar. So um, all those days, like, um, you know, national chocolate covered uh, loosely. Well, those, but so you can find a lot of hashtag holiday calendars, but like when is physical therapy month? When is, you know, world heart day, um, world diabetes research day. Right. Yeah. So, so you don't want to be scrambling and having to come up with a post because it's really relevant and you hadn't realized that that was the hashtag of the day. So we created a Google calendar. You can um, download it and put it right into your own Google calendar. And that's at sparkermarketing.com. So both cool. those you can find out there. Well, Wendy, thank you for coming on to the Nursing Home Podcast. To learn more about Wendy, follow Wendy Mergolan on LinkedIn. You can head over to Sparker without an E, uh, Sparker Marketing. Dot com. Um, and for this episode and all past episodes and future episodes of the Nursing Home Podcast, get head on over to the Nursing Home Podcast.com. Uh, before we go, I do want to read a review. I always wanted to do this, I usually never have it handy. Uh, today, I do. One more second. And this is a review from from Amy. So Amy, thank you for the review. Amy writes, I'm a new listener and I'm so refreshed to hear such important discussions. We need to elevate ourselves and our practice practices by doing better. We cherish our aging population. I'm delighted to know that it is happening and that there are so many wonderful people doing wonderful things to make this happen. Thank you for sharing your progress and insight. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Wendy, for coming on the Nursing Home Podcast. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the Nursing Home Podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast and let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash nursing home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.